Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Tableau Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Tableau Podcast. Yay! Another crazy week of content has been waiting for you. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to all of our things on the podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also on SoundCloud for anyone that doesn't use uh, Apple or Spotify. Um, I've realized that not many people have uh, Apple Podcasts, that app. Yeah, and also like Spotify, that's like, that's not as big as I, I would imagine. Millennials? Yeah, I'm an honorary like, millennial. Oh, and not go out with him just because he doesn't use an iPhone? Okay, well, honestly, I don't know. I think the tides are changing on that because of the new iPhone. Um, the new iPhone and the lenses, have you seen it? Well, it looks like, um, it looks like, like the induction, you know, like the stove, right? It looks like a stove. It also looks like like portals to like to like some weird dimension. Um, I'm saying this, but I got one. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is the ten, but I got the new one, but it's right now stranded in America because I don't know when it's gonna come out here. And I asked uh, Brian Coe, who's a manager at EN Management with Eddie. And I asked him to get it for me. So I sent him the money. He got it. Uh, the problem is he won't see me for a while until I'm in Chengdu. I have a show in China. Yeah. And he won't see me until then. And I then that's like a ways away. So, But what's interesting is that that's not where, where it's gonna come into my hands uh i actually asked him to pass it on to eric nam when eric is in atlanta for the wedding okay but this got really complicated so he's gonna pass it on to eric in atlanta but what happened is eric has to go to africa like from atlanta yeah so he's going to uganda and so he has to get that phone, take it to Africa, and then bring it back to Seoul. Only for me to receive it like a couple days earlier than I would have received it if I just waited and met Brian Ko in China. So this 
my iPhone is technically it was made in China, right? In, in right, so um, it was sent from China to to Cupertino to California, and then sent to Atlanta, and then from Atlanta went to Uganda, and then is coming back to Korea. So this is quite a detour. Um, and everyone involved in this exchange right now is like texting me and Eric's like also like, I'm not so sure the phone is going to like be there in, when I get there. Like because it's going to so many different places. Um, I hope I don't lose it. And I'm like, yeah, I hope you don't lose it. And Brian's like, I hope you don't, I hope Eric doesn't lose it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I really hope he doesn't because I, I really need that phone. Um, and here's the thing. What Apple did great, okay, as opposed to that design, because I got to say the design is, is not something that uh, I would have expected from Apple, right? But Johnny Ive has left. Um, like the, uh, the golden age of the Apple, like Steve Jobs, Johnny Ive, and everyone that was like really, really, really hot about design um, has ended, sort of. So uh, I'm not surprised that the design is getting weird. Uh, but what Apple did intelligently, I think, was to build that ecosystem, right? Because I can't escape it now. Because I have, I have AirPods. I have an iPad. I have a MacBook Pro. And I also have an iMac Pro, okay? And I need all of this to make music, to watch like... Netflix, all of this stuff, right? Yeah, and it's all... iTunes is dead now. There's no iTunes anymore. Uh, all the music you iTunes got killed like a couple months ago, I think. And now it's just Apple Music. So basically, they built this ecosystem to the point where like, I'm dependent on it in so many different ways that if I suddenly get like a Samsung phone, which I really actually want to get a Samsung phone. I want to switch, okay? Because... Because they're really well made. Uh, or, or Google, whatever. But um, I can't just switch one device and mess up the entire ecosystem. And that's the one thing they did. They, they locked me in. I lost a phone to a Google phone. I lost a friend to a Google phone. How do, how do you lose a friend to a we Google had, phone? Like, a seven person group chat. Uh huh. Oh, he switched over to Google. Yeah, so we lost our iMessage group chat. And now you know he's got a group chat with other people now. He's got he's got another seven. One okay. Person. No, no. He he's got new friends now. He's got new Google phone friends. And they're talking about you guys and they're like, I bet they're using that phone with the three eyes, with the third eye. And um funny story also with my AirPods, I've bought it eight times. Eight times, I kid you not, my AirPods. No, not because I lost them. My dog. So I come in one day. I come home and I'm like, where's one of my AirPods? Like my left one is missing. And I find it in my living room. Like it was almost heartbreaking because it was like so unnecessarily brutal and cruel. It, my dog had chewed it up. Luckily, he didn't swallow it. He's smart enough not to do that. But he, he bit the hell out of it. I actually posted it on Twitter. 
because it was it was horrifying, like how how damaged it was, and it died, and um, so I bought another one, and again, he bit into the left one, like he just killed it. So I bought it again. I at this time I didn't even know that you could go and buy one. I didn't know that you could just replace one part. So I kept <laughs> rebuying them. Right. I bought it again. He did it again. So now I've got three right, three or four right ones. Okay. And every and the re- reason why I realized that he was only um, killing the left ones. Was because I was like, oh, I have one from before, so I'll just pair them up. And I had three or four all right-sided AirPods, okay? And I was like, what? How is he? Like, how, how does he know to do this to me, right? So, I, and then I found out that you can just buy the left one. You can buy one. So, I went, bought a new one. Next day, again... The left one, okay? And at some point, I gave uh, two cuts some of my right ones. And then, like, and then he bit the right one for some reason to, I guess, switch it up a little bit to, like, put some, like, you know, fun into my life. Yeah, and now I protect my AirPods, like, like, like the Holy Grail. I, I literally, like, I will have them on. And be listening to a podcast as I go to sleep. And then I will like remember to wake up in the middle of the night to put it back in the case so that my dog can't get it. I put it on my desk sometimes. He climbs up and gets it. Like he is really, really obsessed with my left AirPod. To the point where somebody suggested to me that maybe I should go see a doctor and see if my left side has a problem. But technically... I think it's maybe it's my right side that has a problem, right? Because he's going for like the cleaner one or like the the more kosher one. Anyways, that's my whole spiel on uh, Apple. Uh, I'm hoping that their uh, redesigns actually become redesigns with the next one. Like I want that, you know, when when we went from app like iPhone 3GS to the iPhone 4, it was like a it was like a visible, noticeable. Like, it was groundbreaking because it was different in, like, every way, okay? Like, the screen quality, the design, the shape. Um, I mean, of course, all phones have their problems, right? But whenever they released something new, it was, like, it was noticeably revolutionary. You know how, like, Steve Jobs always gave those keynotes and he had, like, the reality distortion field. So he, and Apple uses a lot of, like, adjectives, you know, and they're, they're usually, like, very grandiose. But I got to say, at the time, everything they released was pretty revolutionary. Anyways, well, I just talked about Apple for, like, how the hell did I get here? Oh, by the way. On last week's episode, I talked about um, me possibly having been in a cult. And remember how I left that like urgent message to my uh, friend in New York? Uh, we call him New York Mike. He lives in Brooklyn and he's, uh, I think he's a vegan. Um, <laughs> and um, that's pretty much all I know about my uh, one of my best friends. Anyways... 
he texted back after listening to the uh, to the text uh, to the uh, voice message. And uh, here, this is what he said. So he says, uh, "Yo, I was sleeping. Location was San Simon in Wasaka, or is it Waka? It's O A X A C A, Waka, Mexico. That's all I remember of it, though. Don't remember the camp name." So I wrote back to him. I said, dude, I was talking about that shit on my podcast. And the more I talked about it, the more it sounded like a cult. And he responded by sending me the 100 emoji. Okay, the 100 emoji. And he's like, sent to the desert to be indoctrinated. And I was like, are you being serious? And he's like, not serious that it was a cult, but serious as in it sounds ridiculous when you think about it. And I'm like, dude, they made us shave our heads saying that we'd be considered Diablos. And he's like, ah. I'm like, I had a huge pig underneath the toilet. And he, and he wrote, I think your team leader was really getting into his role. Okay, but I don't know what he means by that. Yeah, so that's the uh, final word on whether or not that was a cult. May have been. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about right now, you should go back and listen to episode 10. Honey, the apocalypse is here. Because at the end of it, um, yeah, I, I went back, I dug back into my past and realized that I may have been in a cult. I would love to have mic on. New York Mike? Uh, yeah, my friend, he's actually a very good conversationalist. Uh, my New York Mike, he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's been my best friend since like high school and we raised a lot of hell in high school uh also during college um you know like every break we would get we would visit each other and hang out and it was crazy actually i have a i have a collection of short stories called pieces of you and um there's a there's like a reoccurring character in the book um he he appears in multiple stories and his name is Mike. And that Mike is based on this New York Mike I'm talking about. So for those of you who have uh, read my short story collection, um, thank you, first of all. And um, so in that collection, Mike is this, this person that just texted me back. And um, I wrote that short story collection when I was like, from when I was 18 to like 20 so um for me it's it's almost like a diary although it's completely fictional um it's almost a diary in a way because it 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 captured on paper like what it was like for me growing up like at that age um so i actually don't like to go back to it because it's embarrassing i'm like why did i use that sentence like why did i use those words but if you if you remember that it was written by like a teenager um, about to become an adult, um, I think it makes a lot more sense. Uh, okay, so today I actually want to. It's been a while since we slid into our DMs. So uh, by DMs I mean like not not blow by blow DMs. I mean uh, the Tableau Podcast DMs. 
And there were a lot of questions that were just waiting there uh, unanswered. I also asked for more questions. So let's look at some of them. So uh, there's a lot um, like high tableau, how to, how to maintain long distance relationship. I mean, that's a very normal question. Uh, we actually had like a relationship episode. So if you look, uh, there's, a, there's an episode where we talk a lot about these love things. Um, it's something to do with eggs, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, check that out. But we didn't talk about long distance relationships. I think, you know, Epikai is like even still constantly in long distance relationships because we're always on tour. And um, that sometimes requires us to be away from like home for like, you know, months. I think a lot of long distance relationships go bad because like, because you're far away, you, f- you feel like you have to overcompensate with the calls and with the now with FaceTime and everything um, because you're worried, you know, because, you, because you're not constantly with them. But if you think about it, like even in, at a short distance, like if you're a busy person, like a lot of people are um, with school or with like with, with your job, um, even if you're living in the same like neighborhood or even in the same house, um, technically you're going to have days where you don't see them, right? And I think the trick is to know that you both have um, your own lives and you're just far away. And, you know, you have to trust that... Um, you guys still care about each other, but don't try to like overcompensate by like FaceTime me like 10 times a day. You know, that, that is what kills the long distance relationship. It's not the distance. It's, it's, it's the fact that um, you're worried, nervous, and you try to overcompensate. So maybe that helps. I don't know. And then there were like, there are some questions that um, are like very frightening. Uh, so bullet through, uh, a user named bullet through asked, will the Tableau podcast make it to 100 episodes? It's frightening. I don't know. I think, and that was like the only question she asked. (laughs) And, um, so there's 52 weeks in a year, right? For us to reach a hundred episodes, we're going to have to yeah, almost two years, right? So, I hope so. I mean, pull it through. I gotta, I gotta say, the only way we're gonna make it to a hundred episodes is if, um, if we take some ads. <laughs> okay, realize that we're like on episode eleven right now, and. We are doing this literally for free. Um, you're listening for free. And I'm also here for free. Uh, I haven't made a penny on this. And the thing is, for us to maintain this podcast, at some point, it's going to have to be monetized, right? Like, Not meaning that you guys have to pay to listen to it, but um, all podcasts run on ads. And uh, I actually... 
want to have ads on here because like I love that weird transition to the ad. You know that podcasts do. Like because it's usually the host is happy to read out the ads. Yeah. And I love that. Like for example, it would be something like this. So Bullet Through asks, will the Tableau podcast make it to 100 episodes? Hmm, not sure. But I will tell you one thing. If you want to make it to 100 years old, you should take these vitamins from. And then, you know, I love these weird like transitions, like awkward, like forced transla- uh, transitions that podcasters do yeah. to slip their ads in naturally. Yeah. I don't know how I would do it. Once the ads come in, I'm probably going to just like spit it out at the beginning yeah. or just like be like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to advertise right now so that <laughs> our staff can get paid so that these cameras don't get taken away. Are these rentals or did we buy them? Bye. We bought them? Yeah. No. <laughs> really? These are really expensive cameras. What about this lighting? Did we buy them? Yes. What? Okay. Bullet through. And all you listeners. I'm not sure that we're going to survive to uh, episode 20 at the rate we're going. See, something's going to have to like come in to pay for this stuff. We're like in the hole. Uh-huh. We're at a minus. Yeah. The sacrifices that the Tableau podcast makes for, to keep it free for the listeners. Please support us by rating us and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. All yeah. Sponsors. Call, like if you're, I know where you guys are working actually, by the way, because you guys send me mentions and tell me. Um, we have listeners that are working at Tesla. Uh, who res- I-, I had a Tesla employee respond um, to the episode where we were talking about Elon Musk. So the last episode. And also there, there are people that are working at Disney, working at Sony. Uh, we have some powerful listeners, okay? And we have no ads. <laughs> We've bought two cameras Two tripods, two lighting things, two mics, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> a stapler and sc- why do we need a stapler and, and a scotch tape on my desk? De- like, what am I gonna, in the middle of a podcast, I'm suddenly gonna be like, hold on, let me, I like this one, I like this thought. What am I gonna use this for? Eddie, shut up. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to use this for? What is this? Why do we have this in the, in the office? Like, Where did you get that stapler? What? No, I think you guys wanted to decorate my desk, right? And because it, it would be like barren. And this is all you could come up with? Huh? Huh? We have no budget. Dive Studios. We can do better than this. You, you gave me a stapler and some scotch tape. And whatever the hell this thing is. Okay, what is this? I think it's the one to hold a plant. Well, is it? What? (laughs) What is this thing? 
We need to do better. This is what I'm working with, guys. Okay? Uh, we're totally okay with taking a Tesla advertisement. We're totally fine advertising Lion King too. I would love for our new set to be the inside of a Tesla. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. And I look at the DMs on, on the, uh, L, the LCD or LED display. And then we're like, hey, should we drive to Hongdae now? And then we, we're driving. Well, and you don't drive, so I, the I won't be driving. And it'll turn into like comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> but only Tesla. Yes, and, but only a Tesla. Okay, so here... Are more DMs. Uh, oh, someone actually asked about my short story collection that I already mentioned. I just reread Pieces of You and enjoyed it once again. Do you feel like writing short stories again? And how much planning went into writing these stories? It's from To Be Toby. Uh, no planning went into writing stories. Um, I'm not one of those creators. Like, I, I don't work well with like uh blueprints and you know it's it's creative writing right so um and i'm actually like when i was writing back then i was more from like the school of like stream of consciousness so just um just going with wherever your mind flows to so that's how i wrote those stories uh hi tableau you always share talk about Marvel, about the Marvel Universe. How about talking about the DC Universe? Or is it totally a no-no to be a fan of both universes? Dude, I talked about the Joker like in great detail. Uh, this is from Nisha Gobi. But I do understand that you guys, you guys sense that there's a huge bias. Um, we actually did a survey. Uh, well, not me, but like... Dive Studios did a survey of our listeners to see what, um, you know, what they like about the podcast and also what could be done better. And a lot of the, like, what could be done better parts, a uh, lot of those comments were like, can you please stop talking about Marvel movies? Can you please stop talking about Spider-Man? Um, yeah, uh, well, I love DC movies too. Like the Christopher Nolan um, Joker trilogy is like one of my favorite, you know, trilogies ever. So uh, I love both universes. We interrupt the Tableau podcast for breaking news. Yes, I am going to talk about the MCU and Spider-Man yet again because believe it or not, Disney and Sony have finally made a deal and Spider-Man is back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe! And if you can hear, I am in a car. I'm in a car right now because I'm headed to the beach or to a party or, or I got my roller skates on. I'm going to a rolling, roller skating rink because I'm ready to celebrate. I'm about to have my birthday and yell out Merry Christmas to everyone. This all began when our manager, my manager, Eddie, said the three magic words, just go bro, okay? And at the time he was shitting on Spider-Man and I was defending my Spidey. I was defending my boy. 
I was saying, dude, you know, you can't say that about Spider-Man. And for some reason, because the universe works in mysterious and funny and hilarious ways, uh, right after that episode aired, oh my God, we got the heartbreaking news that Spider-Man is leaving the MCU. Like literally just going broing. You know what I mean? Like literally right after we said, like Eddie said, just go bro. He was leaving the MCU. It, it broke people's hearts, destroyed lives. So I went back on the Tableau podcast and then I was like, hey, listen, Disney, Sony, come on. We got to work out a deal. Here's what you got to do. Sony, do this. Disney, do that. And then let's like bring it back for the fans. And miraculously, for some odd reason, Sony contacted us and sent Jacob Batalon into our arms like Ned Leeds, Spider-Man's BFF himself, all the way to Korea to be on the Tableau podcast and to talk about the future of Spider-Man. And in it, I gave really, really good like vibes. I was like trying to like speak it into like existence. I was throwing it out into the universe that we need people back for Spider-Man 3. And miraculously, like not even a week later, we get this amazing news that Spider-Man is back in the universe. Disney and Sony have worked out a deal so that there can be Spider-Man 3 and also another Spider-Man team up with like the Avengers. This is going to be like the greatest thing ever. And here's the thing. I know it was Sony and Disney and everyone involved with those films that like sat down and worked out the deal. I know we didn't directly create this awesome situation, but I'm just going to pretend that we did. So I want all of you, the Tableau podcast listeners, I want you to give yourselves a standing ovation because just like just the way Tony Stark, okay, took that gauntlet away from Thanos, took those Infinity Stones and saved the universe. Just like Tony Stark, all of you, the Tableau Podcast fans, have saved, have literally saved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Bam, 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 bam. Now back to the Tableau Podcast listeners DMs. Okay, here's uh, here's another one from Markimar. Big debate in my household. Hoping to use your opinion as your opinion as good argument leverage. Is the toilet paper supposed to hang over the roll or under the roll? Well, clearly, you need to ask this. It has to be under the roll. Okay, just trust me. Just, I'm not even going to explain it, okay? If it's over the roll, okay, trust, just trust me. <laughs> has to be under the roll, okay? Like, you, you don't want, like, it ripping and stuff, right? That's, that's what this, this argument is about. Okay, you want it under the roll so that it, it's, like, so that it's, it comes in, it comes, like, this in an underhand way, okay? Not an overhand way, okay? So it's, it's soft ball, not hard ball. When you're putting your toilet paper in, remember, just remember these words. It's softball, not hardball. Okay. Uh, I'm glad I'm helping so many people right now with this podcast. 
there's one from S I D Y Sonu, S I D Sonu, C D Sonu. Uh, I'm currently in junior year of college, and I'm living really busy doing internships, school, clubs, and etc. Okay. Oh, she was like, okay. I was like, wait, she's doing internships, going to school, and like going to clubs. Okay, okay. So clubs, okay, clubs in school, right? But I sometimes get really overwhelmed and wonder why am I working so hard right now? 뭘 위해 이렇게까지 필사적으로 달리는 거지? She wrote. So she she wrote both English and Korean. Uh, she must be really overwhelmed, because that's the Konglish usually comes out when you're like really overwhelmed and you say the same thing but you're translating yourself. So she's like, Why am I working so hard right now? 뭘 위해 이렇게까지 필사적으로 달리는 거지? And sometimes it really makes me depressed because this may not really mean success. This may not like lead to success. Life could still go wrong or not the way I want it to go even if I tried everything to reach my goals. How do I make myself feel better? How do I stop comparing my life with others and know how to appreciate my way of living? Uh, okay, well, I think it's, it's very simple. You're feeling overwhelmed because you're doing a lot of things. It's as simple as that. Um, you're doing internships, school, clubs, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're doing a ton of things. And, you know, you're a junior, you're in high school, so like, not in college. So you're thinking about graduation as well. So you're probably like thinking about like jobs and job interviews and stuff. So you, you, you have a lot on your plate. That's, that's just it. I see a lot of people like that have a ton on their plate that they place themselves, you know, they place it there themselves. And then they, they are like confused as to why they are overwhelmed or stressed. Um, sometimes it's, it's, it's that simple. It's just that you have a lot on your plate, like empty some of it out. Um, you know, I'm not saying like just prioritize but I'm saying like you know you're, you're human like you have limits so um, you need to let go of certain things to grab onto the other things so just it's just from this text from this DM it just seems like there's just a lot going on you know what I mean uh, I actually have a song recommendation for you um, because I felt the exact same way Sonu um, where I was like, dude, like, how much more do I have to do? Like, how, 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 when does it end? Like, how much? Okay, I was in the same situation where my Konglish was just like, you know, ripping out of my mouth. Okay, because like, because I was so stressed. And I wrote a song at the time. Um, it, it, it's called Over. Um, it's on an album of mine called Epilogue. It's on an Epic High album, but it's like a solo song. And it's in English. So you guys can check it out and like understand the lyrics. Uh, it's, it's called Over because it's about overachieving. It's about overachievers. And I have always grown up um, in, in, in an environment where I was expected to overachieve. And um, so in the song, I write about like, my experience with that and how difficult it it was um yeah so 
check out the song, check out the lyrics. Uh, I think I think it should help you. Faye under slash uh, Tisseria Tisera asks, "Oh fuck, damn it, Spotify." Oh wait. <laughs> okay, that was a uh, unrelated. Okay, her question is. What do you guys think about the new creature discovery in Antarctica? Oh, what? Seen that. You haven't seen that? No, dude. What? It looks like an alien. Dude, I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. New creature? You're kidding me. What is that? What? Is it like a leech? Headless chicken sea monster? What? Am I am I looking at the right thing? It's it's a headless chicken monster. Really? What is this thing? Oh my gosh! The bizarre creature. That does indeed look like it's missing a head, is actually a sea cucumber, scientifically known as, as if looking like a headless chicken wasn't enough. It also has a webbed veil, and a transparent body that shows its internal organs. Oh, so it's like it's like a very transparent guy. You know, you can see right through him. The monster is also extremely active for a deep sea creature. And can measure up to nine inches. Past research has shown. Wait, so this isn't a new? How is this a new discovery? If past research shows, so it's not a new thing. Well, if I found this in the ocean, like if I was diving, like deep sea diving, and I saw this thing, I would be pretty shocked because I it it looks pretty scary. Yeah. Um. I went, um, so I was swimming uh, in Hawaii, uh, and they had um, these things at the beach where, like, it, it looks like a humongous like tractor that you ride on the water. It's like it's like it floats on the water, and it's got these two big wheels, and then you can pedal, and then it's it's like a tractor um, on the water. And Haru and I were on it. And we were like just on the ocean, and we saw a turtle, like swimming next to us. So I dove in. Um, I actually had like this waterproof thing over my phone, and I was at one point I was swimming like with this turtle, and I and and I got a video of it because Haru was like, "Dad, Dad, it's a turtle! Oh my God, I love turtles! Daddy, please get me a video." So I. Dove in and I was like literally swimming next to the turtle, and um, I don't know what the turtle was doing there. Uh, I I made sure not to touch it or to you know, and I watched it swim away, um, eventually. And it was uh, I gotta say okay like, here's why animals are important, okay? Because they're almost divine. It's that feeling I had, like when I was okay. First of all, let me explain. I don't like swimming. Okay, I hate water. I am deathly afraid of water. Um, for a very long time, I thought I was a good swimmer, 
Uh, I actually, um, you know, like when you learn swimming when you're a kid, like, you know, there are levels and then you get to like lifesaver or whatever, you know, and I hit all those levels. So I, I lived my entire life convinced that I was a great swimmer um, because I had, you know, basically a black belt in swimming. And um, the day I realized um, I'm not a good swimmer was actually in Hawaii. Like we were at a swimming pool. And my wife was like, are you a good swimmer? And I'm like, I am the greatest swimmer. Are you kidding? And then she's like, show me. So I showed her and she started laughing. And I look back and she, she was videotaping it. And then she showed me the video and she's like, this is how you swim. And I looked like a headless chicken monster. Okay. I was a horrible swimmer. Yeah, yeah. But I was moving at like the speed of a, of a you know, of a sloth. Um, it took me like a lifetime almost to realize that I was a bad swimmer, that that's what I looked like. Because in my head, I, I, I was going very fast at all those other occasions, right? And I was like, see, because I, I get, a, you know, I have a black belt, basically. Um, and, and just another tangent, I actually do have a black belt in Taekwondo, okay? Another thing that I lived my entire life convinced that I was good at. I have a black belt in Taekwondo, believe it or not, okay? Um, anyways, let me first finish up this swimming story. So I hate water and um, I hate water activities. The only reason why I do it is because Haru loves swimming, okay? She loves water activities. So I've become, unwillingly, I've become uh, this nature person. Okay, this this water person, and that that's that moment, that short moment that I was swimming next to this turtle, was I I can't even describe it in words. Okay, the feeling I got, it it was like, it was like the most, like, ethereal, like beautiful, like, it was like it was like divine moment where I was like like in heaven or something, okay? Just me and this turtle. Um, I, I, can't, I, can't even, I can't even say that the turtle was beautiful looking, yeah. okay? But, but the, the aura that it had, it, it was like as if a mystical character like, like popped into reality and chose to dance next to me in the ocean, okay? And then it, it, it went away and um, it, it, like that's why we have to protect these animals, okay? Because they are like the closest things we have to like mystical beings, okay? They're like unicorns. They're amazing. And I I've read that uh, recently, you know, a a lot of animals are disappearing from the face of the planet like in record numbers okay and it's very alarming and um yeah we i love animals and class this is why i love animals <laughs> thank you thank you daniel you can take a seat now. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Corrals. Now I go sit down. <laughs>
Well, I'm just saying I love animals. Okay, and if you see animals in your vicinity that need help, first check that it's not a predator. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, the Taekwondo thing. I I got I went on that tangent, so I got to wrap it up for you guys. Okay, so I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Okay, and I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. You guys are probably like, yeah, right. If Eddie was here, Eddie would be like, yeah, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> but um, I really do. And I got my black belt when I was in Korea, uh, when I was a kid. Like almost every kid in my neighborhood went to like these these taekwondo places. And if you just went and did did well, like trained hard, they gave you a black belt. Is what I'm pretty convinced of, okay? Because I don't think I deserved it. Um, the the day I found out that my black belt didn't mean shit. <laughs> so I went to Canada uh, right after, I think right after I got my black belt, okay? We went to Canada to live there. And um, there, my dad enrolled me in a, like a taekwondo place, like after school taekwondo place. And I get there. And here I am, this little kid with a black belt, okay? So I walk in, and there are pe- people training there, most of them way older than me. They see me with the, with the black belt, and they're like, oh my god, like that kid must be like, that kid must be amazing, right? I'm not, dude, I'm not messing with him. And uh, I, my, my whole form, like, was amazing though. Right, because that I had learned really well. Um, so I could kick, I could do splits like no problem. I could kick like you know 180 degrees in, into the air, like where I would basically be doing the splits standing, right? And because all of the training is, we're not really like fighting. Um, I got on, you know, most people thought that I was like this amazing Taekwondo master kid, like prodigy um, from Korea. And then there were some kids that were like, oh, it's the karate kid. Oh my God. I'm like, whatever, dude. They're like, wax on, wax off. I'm like, yeah, f- fuck off. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, and then there was a competition. Okay. We had to take a boat to an island. And um, there was a competition on Victoria Island okay, in, in near Vancouver. Uh, so we get there. And I was up, my first sparring match was up against this kid who was obviously just afraid from the onset. Just from seeing my black belt. And um, that gave me a major advantage because he was already afraid, right? Like if you go into a fight being fearful and feeling like you're going to lose, you're definitely going to lose. So, you know, not flexing at all. But I kicked his ass. Okay? And everyone's like, Yokshi, right? Everyone's like, dude, he's black belt. Look at the little kid. He's a black belt. He's a prodigy. He's like a, he's like a man. He's like a little Bruce Lee. Okay? Kicked his ass. Second round, I was up against a green belt. Okay? I don't know why the green belt was finding like a black belt, but I guess he was pretty good. Okay? And uh, so the fight begins. At first, he was scared too, just from seeing my belt. And he would like, you know, kind of be dodging me and stuff. And then he did this amazing thing. I'm not even sure it really happened because it happened so fast. But from what I gather, 
I tried to kick him and missed. And my the leg that I had kicked for, forward with landed on the ground where my knee was exposed. He, I think, hopped onto my knee like used my knee as like a spring basically levitated into the air and did a flying roundhouse kick to my head <laughs> I can't say with certain certainty that that's exactly what happened but I got to tell you that's exactly what it felt like okay and uh it it yeah it you know obviously shocked the hell out of me and then um and then what ensued was the beating of a lifetime <laughs> in front of hundreds of people <clears throat> the saddest part of this story is actually not 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 just this okay so there was this like weird point system where like because of the because of the you know it's not just like the person who wins the fight wins. Um, there was a point system where I guess I had I had been good enough to get a gold uh, to get a bronze medal. Okay, and this is the the saddest part. Uh, so I look, and the green belt guy that kicked my ass, uh, he got the gold medal. Okay, and there was another guy who got the silver medal, and he was like a red belt or like a blue belt or something. Okay. No black belts in sight. And I'm the bronze medal, right? And they're about to announce this. And we have to go up and get our medals and stand on this thing. And I have a black belt. Right? I, and I'm this little kid. I'm like, but I have a black belt. Like, I'm going to have to go up there. And 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 everyone's going to laugh at me. Oh, my God. So, um. I got like a jacket that, you know, they had for a, like a training jacket. And then I tucked the belt into the jacket so that people couldn't see it. Because I was so embarrassed, right? And I went up and got the, the bronze medal and I, I just felt so ashamed. Um, and not only that, we had to take the boat back. So it's not like I could just go home, right? Whole boat ride back, you know, things had changed. I was no longer the prodigy. Uh, I got home and I quit. Really? Yeah. Oh my and that's when I realized that they maybe give out black belts a little too easy. You know? Like, it's like an attendance certificate or something. I think this is where we end the podcast. Uh, but I'm saying, maybe that moment of shame was not such a bad thing. Because imagine if that didn't happen to me. Imagine if that green belt didn't like step on my knee, levitate into the air, and like literally flying roundhouse kick my head and then beat the living hell out of me. Okay? Imagine if that didn't happen. And I went on um, with, with my black belt life. Okay? Convinced that I can fight. Imagine what would have happened to me at some point, right? Living in like the States. Um, I'm sure there are, there are, and also I'm a very rebellious guy. Like I, I actually don't get scared easily. And I've, I've been in fights with people that are much bigger than me. And um, because of my 
the way I am, if I had that black belt and 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 that skill to back me up, I would have hurt myself most definitely. And imagine if I kept going on living thinking that I can swim like Michael Phelps. Okay? I would have not been here. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I guess oh actually now that I think about it last week Haru said something to me out of the blue which was really weird but we were watching TV and all of a sudden Haru's like hey dad I'm like yeah fear is a good thing and I was like huh And she's like fear is a good thing because if you don't have fear you will die. <laughs> She really said this to me out of the blue. And I was like okay. <laughs> I think this is what she meant. Yeah. Another life lesson learned. Send us your uh DMs anytime. Like DM us anytime. Send us your questions, um, you know, send us your like fears, whatever. And we we love talking to you. We love hearing from you. We love interacting with you. So um, follow the Tableau podcast on IG and um, just let us know your thoughts. And also, there is actually another podcast that is uh, that has started um, on the same, you know, network that we're on, uh, Dive Studios with uh, Jamie, Park Jimin. Yeah, who's a who's a great singer. And um she's doing a show called What Would Jamie Do? So it's actually a show that does precisely this. It gives advice, right? It asks for um like audience like questions and then gives them advice, right? So if you guys need like advice from someone that's not as crazy or erratic um or like gets their ass kicked by a green belt, um <laughs> go check out that show as well. I think that's every Wednesday. All right, thanks for listening today. I'll see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. 
Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.